0: These podcasts are recorded in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, on Treaty 1 territory, the traditional gathering place of the Anishinaabe, Cree, Oji-Cree, Dakota, and Dene people, in the homeland to the Métis Nation. Our water here is sourced from Shoal Lake 40 First Nation, and I pay my respects to the Inuit, First Nation, and Métis elders, past, present, and emerging. Please note that these podcasts are for information and educational purposes only. Feel free to consult with your physician or your mental health provider before starting or changing any of these wellness practices. And if at any time you experience unmanageable symptoms, please call 911 or attend your nearest hospital in order to find the support that you need. Hi, and welcome to the journey with Julie podcast. I'm your host, Julie Long, and I believe it's a need to heal, especially when we do it together. Hello everyone, and welcome back. It is the end of March here in in Manitoba, and the sun now is feeling a little bit warmer, and I can imagine that everyone here is so pumped that spring is coming. You know, I just got back from Mexico and uh, it's a rough transition to go from gorgeous sunshine and green spaces to uh, white and trees that aren't quite blooming yet. But alas, the time unfolds and before you know it, spring will be here. So speaking of Mexico, um, I wanted to chit chat today about a book that I read years ago when I was in Mexico. That's when I do all of my reading. I love it. I love learning. And so the book that I read was called uh, The Brain That Heals Itself by Norman Deutsch, who is also Canadian. And I think why I want to share it with you is because I think when I was at my most broken time in my life around 27, age 27, I thought that how life was unfolding was the way it's going to be. And I was just going to have to get used to it. Like I felt like, uh, what I was struggling with was my life sentence and like, I didn't hear Peter Levine at that point telling me that uh, trauma doesn't have to be a life sentence. And with appropriate support, we can work our way through it and maybe even thrive in our life. Um, And so there are tools in that book that Norman Deutsch talked about that I wanted to share with you so that and some information so that you, too, can perhaps consider that maybe where you're at right now in your life Maybe you're drowning in distress and you're just focusing on survival every day, or maybe you've plateaued and life is good, but you know you could do better and you're looking for that next edge to level up, so to speak, in your performance, either at work or, I don't know, in the arena, on the court, in the studio, wherever your life is unfolding. So I think where I'd like to start is... Maybe at the beginning, Uh, before you're born, when you're growing in utero, your neurons are firing and wiring. And well, they're using the genetic material that your dad and mom gave you, which you don't have a choice about, Um, well, the blueprint of it, you don't have a choice about. But that environment that you're growing up in, in utero, all the way through to birth, childhood, adolescence, young adulthood, middle age, you know, the sunset years, all the way till death, your nervous system, those neurons have the capacity to fire, wire, change, grow, build, uh, prune, constantly evolve and change until there is no more life in your body, until that electrical Current within your nervous system is no longer running. And I think that when we're stuck, we, we feel stuck there. We don't feel like there's any movement that can happen. And depending on how you're stuck and where you're stuck, there are options to plug in to that natural capacity for the brain to change that neuroplasticity. And if you can, um, fire that nervous system in a, slightly different way from what it is right now, that's the edge that you need. And then it builds upon itself and upon itself until like the little engine that could you're at the top of that mountain and how you're arriving in your life is a little bit different than before you started. So I mentioned that, you know, when we're born, yes, yes, We have our genetic blueprint, 50% from our mom, 50% from our dad, for each gene. And while we can't change that because we're born with it, there is something called epigenetics where with our lifestyle, the things that we choose and the things that we don't, but how we respond to the things in our lives, our lifestyle, how we eat, how we sleep, what we eat, um how we move, if we don't move, all these things that everybody knows about the different dimensions of wellness, they do impact our nervous system and thus how those genes are expressed. So epigenetics is, when I learned about this too, it was like, oh, thank you, uh, I do have a choice. There are things that I can do to shift and change and to harness that neuroplasticity um, that's inherent within all of us. And so just like turning on a light switch or turning off a light switch, the choices that we make um, in our life can express the genetic blueprint or not. And wow, isn't that fantastic that we have that choice, we have that power, we have that agency trouble is if we're stuck, it's not like we have momentum that's easily accessible to start making those changes. And so I'm hoping to share in this podcast, some of the things that we can do with minimal effort to a little bit more effort, um, to change how our brain is firing and thus healing itself so that we can accomplish those goals either on the court at work within our relationships, um, or with even sensations within our own body. So as I'm on the beach reading Norman Deutsch, the brain's way of healing. Did I say that? Oh, he also wrote the brain that changes itself. The one I'm talking about today is the brain's way of healing. (laughs) Um, As I'm reading, I'm learning. And as I'm learning, I'm firing new neural connections. As I wake up in the morning and stub my toe, I have a choice point there. Do I want to fire the neural network that's that negativity bias? Like, that's just so easy um, for all of us. Like, ah, oh, great. I'm going to have a horrible day. I didn't sleep well. Um, here we go again. It's going to fire that neural network. No new learning has taken place. It's just firing the same thing. Or I can press pause. I can sit back down in bed close my eyes again, (sighs) maybe take a couple of deep breaths, do the alternate nostril breathing, which is my favorite, which I've talked about in another podcast, and then throw the covers off, roll out of bed, step out again, and tell myself that I'm choosing how I want to respond to my world today, and I fire that neural network of agency and empowerment, and I've just fired a different neural network. And the more times I do that, it just builds upon itself so that if I roll out of bed another time, you know, months down the road, and I've been actively trying to notice how I'm responding, checking myself, asking how I want to respond, and then redoing that moment, um, I don't really have to put a lot of mental effort into it because now that more positive neural network is going to fire when I reach adversity versus the negativity bias network that loves to fire easily because that's how it protects ourselves. So that's one way of of dealing with um, neuroplasticity and changing the way we approach our world. It's taxing though, like you have to have the thought to try and roll back into bed And, you know, take a deep breath and then reevaluate and choose a more positive framework of language. But sometimes, um, you know, it can be a little bit easier than that. For instance, when I or passive, I want to say rather than easier because it's also not very easy. But I have this. um, I got this on Amazon. I used to have one that I really loved. Um, I can't remember the brand name of it. But I had purchased it at London Drugs, I almost want to say 15 to 20 years ago. But that lamp, I have it in the corner. I'm also in my bedroom. Very happy that I'm getting in an office soon. So the background will change. Um, But that, I can set it for a certain time in the morning uh, to be at its maximum brightness that I choose, by the way and i choose 30 minutes for it to slowly rise in or increase in brightness and so even though i wear an eye mask when i sleep and earplugs, because i have to t- tune out the sensory stimulus in my environment to relax and sleep my optic nerve starts to register that light and then my nervous system that my senses notice that light energy registers to my brain and my brain starts firing those motor neurons to start activating my day. So that by the time my alarm rings on my phone, which is a soft melodic sound, um, I actually feel awake because my brain has slowly been revving the engine and warming the car up like we do here in Manitoba when it's really cold in the winter. And I tell you that is so much easier of a way to get up in the morning. But of course, you know, you have, that's a new pattern. You still have to fire this new neural network of getting used to getting bed at an earlier time or, you know, if it's dark when you wake up and dark when you go to bed or even when you get home from work. uh, This will come in handy because the energy from the light that your brain is registering sends more uh, firings through your nervous system. And that is what activates that neuroplasticity within you. So if you don't want to wake up that way, or if you also want to have one of these at work, it was pretty affordable. Um, you know, while you're eating lunch or on a call at your desk, you can turn that light on. And so for 10, 15 minutes, even if you're having coffee, um, that 10,000 lux is stimulating that optic nerve and firing uh, that nervous system that's connected to your central nervous, that neural pathway that's connected to your central nervous system and your peripheral nervous system, and impacts all aspects of your body and thus your day. So light therapy is one of the things that Norman Deutsch talks about. in addition to, you know, supporting seasonal affective disorder, which a lot of people, struggle with in north america um and i'm sure south america too um and all around the globe uh because we all experience depending on where we are on the planet um the the varying sun the daily daylight hours but he also had spoken about um infrared and um the healing capacity of light to reduce inflammation and heal soft tissues and i remember going to see a physiotherapist who offered this when I, I think actually when I hurt my shoulder doing uh, bilateral movements for clients using EMDR and uh, who was it helpful and it speeds up the healing process. And so someone struggling with chronic pain, uh, he also talks about MS, uh, chronic pain in this book, Um, harnessing the energy of these different forms activates your nervous system in a different way. And Uh, kickstarts that healing process, that innate healing process from that within to change how your brain is firing. Um, Again, you know, we have to choose to set these things up in our life to fire that neuron in a different way to activate the brain to respond in a different way. But Italia, uh, it's game changing. When we think about that stuck point that I was at that I thought that how I was living was going to be forever. You know, it it doesn't have to be a light sentence. There are options. And so light therapy is one harnessing the energy within light to, um, change the way our brain is firing. So the other modality that Norman Deutsch talked about that resonated with me in his book is neurofeedback. And so years ago, um, I purchased, well, I've actually done three different types of neurofeedback. Um, The technology is continuing to advance. And so this is the second kind that I went to, and so I, I purchased this. It's a band that I wear, my camera's reversed, and it has metal that sits at different points on my brain that have bundles of nerves, I wanna say. And I listen to a program that sends out sounds that I listen, my brain hears. So those sensory neurons receive the information, my brain registers it, and then sends out a response signal, which the software then hears and then sends out another signal that I hear, brain registers and responds to. So this is like going to the gym for your brain, to create a little bit more flexibility in how the neurons respond to stress, to adapt, which is, well, hey, what life is all about. So, you know, when we are stuck in trauma or really distressed and stressed in our life, our flexibility, our resilience is challenged and often it's quite um, small. And so this is an easy way in a safe environment in my home where I can work out, my neurons and how they're firing so that I can create more resiliency so that when I'm out in the world and I'm met with stress, that my brain fires in a way that responds to that stress in a healthy way versus me needing to rely on the other methods that I used back in my past um, that supported me in surviving moments in time that didn't match, that don't match how I want to respond now. Knowing that, um, yes, I have a certain genetic blueprint, but how, what my lifestyle looks like leads to the choices I make and the life experiences that I have and how I respond in my world. And that's which uh, nervous neural network that I'm firing, my adaptive or my maladaptive. And I'd much rather choose a more adaptive response to my world now than the old um, autonomic, autonomic um, automatic maladaptive um, response patterns. So neurofeedback has been and continues to be a very important part of my life in addition to the light therapy, just daily things that I do in addition to the cognitive reframing that I alluded to earlier, um, in this podcast to support that neuroplasticity, the brain's way of changing to respond to my world, to support me meeting the goals and living the life that I want to live. The last thing that I'll mention, there's so many things that he goes, gets into and like, he's an MD. (laughs) There's no way I can talk about it the way that he does, but, It offers hope if you're struggling with anxiety, ADHD, uh, body issues like MS, chronic pain, um, like you name it, he goes into it. So the last thing that I wanted to talk about was movement. So we can change the way our body responds to stress, neuroplasticity, plasticity, through um, all of our senses and the energy that comes through our senses. So we talked about light, we talked about electrical um, now I'm t- going to talk about movement. And so everything's, everything's energy, uh, in our world. And so when we move, we create patterns of movement in our body and trauma is held in the body, especially with early developmental trauma, when there is no language attributed to an event, our, our body remembers the response, the pattern of response that protect us, protected us in that moment. And like I talked about previously, like the more we, do the same thing over and over again. The more we think or feel the same way over again, um, how we arrive at in our day every day in the same way creates patterns. Our brain just wants to be efficient. And once it's found a pattern, then it doesn't need to think and spend energy on that. It can think about other things. And so how we respond with our body creates patterns organized patterns of response that motor neuron response and Feldenkrais created a protocol where practitioners who are trained in it can notice how you're moving your posture and support you through touch or just guided practices to move in slightly different ways so that those motor neurons within your body can create movement that is more efficient, that leads to more comfort within your own body, and perhaps maybe even more interoceptive awareness now that you're more comfortable in your body, you can be in your body, and move your body in a way that more, that supports those healthy healthy lifestyle choices that lead to more adaptive uh, states within your body, movement patterns, between your body and the environment around you and between people in your environment. And so, and any movement really uh, supports neuroplasticity, right? Um, Yeah, any movement really supports um, firing our nervous system. The, The question is, are we moving in mindful ways that support being in our body and choosing movement that feels good. Are we, you know, let's think about all the senses and how we can harness that neuroplasticity, that, that capacity to change the way that we respond to our world. And I, I I suppose it all comes down to being present, um, and being mindful about, you know, how we're breathing are we taking rest? Are we actually resting when we're not doing something? What does rest even feel like in your body? Um, how we're thinking, how we're feeling, how we're eating, like you name it. Anything that you do in your life is an opportunity to choose, to choose, to not notice how you're moving through the world and just rely on those maladaptive patterns that helped you survive in the past or finding entry points into uh, pausing that automatic response. Just hold up. How am I feeling? What's going on? Okay, I'm feeling this way. What do I need? How can I make that happen with what's available to me in this moment? And perhaps maybe change uh, the way that we respond in that moment than how we would have normally. And, you know, if you have time, if you drive, (laughs) listen to the audible um, or while you're doing dishes, whatever, and perhaps consider Um, finding entry points that work for you, if it's taking medication to just pause those automatic maladaptive patterns so that you can have the space to look at Amazon to find an SAD lamp or to actually listen to a book or to take a moment to pause and find breath or go outside, take a walk, look at the green trees. Be mindful in the movements that you're making. Um, You know, even just being quiet and not looking at your phone while you eat your lunch. um, You're asking your body to fire its awareness at that moment, that neural network uh, that either strengthens a new way of responding or, or not. Um, you know, other options that may not cost money is, um, noticing what you're putting in your body. Neurotoxins affect the way our neurons fire. And that's whether we're rewiring new networks or just firing the old maladaptive ones. Um, and it impacts the way that our, the nervous system yeah, it impacts the way our nervous system works. So what are neurotoxins? Caffeine, alcohol, fluoride, pesticides. You know, all those chemical man-made substances that are not natural and that our body doesn't know how to protect itself from. And they damage that innate natural healing process um, that our body has within us. And so... um. I love learning. I love reading. And Norman Doidge's The Brain's Way of Healing was very inspiring to me. Not only because I love science and understanding why things are the way that they are. So then I feel less um, like there's something wrong with me. Uh, But it gives me hope that there are tangible things that I can do. um, That choice by choice, day by day, I can change the way my body naturally responds to a situation by harnessing its ability to change and become more adaptive and resilient to how my world is unfolding so that I know that I'm arriving with agency so that my life is unfolding in an authentic, joyful, empowered way that allows me to live the life that I want. So I hope this chit-chat has been of benefit to you. If it has, you know, feel free to subscribe, share it with a friend, visit my website that has some more information and free training, or one uh, wellness videos that you can subscribe to to do some of these practices on your own for uh, an affordable price um, with me that perhaps feels comfortable and safe to venture through. Let's face it, when you're growing and pruning that uh those maladaptive neural networks it can be scary and difficult and it's nice to do it with someone that you feel comfortable with so wish you all well and I'll see you or you'll hear me on the next podcast take care thanks for tuning in to another episode of journey with julie if you feel like this episode has been of benefit to you feel free to subscribe rate, and review this podcast on my website or on Apple or Google Podcasts. And if you have a question, topic, or story that you'd love to share, I'd love to hear from you. Please visit my website and leave me a note. If you'd like more, feel free to follow me on Instagram or Facebook and I'll see you next Tuesday where we'll hear more about how to shift your life from surviving to thriving.